G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Monday, we do like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby and all of the issues that are on the political agenda for the coming week. Martin Isles is Managing Director of the ACL. Back with us once again. Martin, welcome back to 2020. It's good to be back, Neil. Hey, Martin, let's start with New South Wales and the Parental Rights Bill. Uh, Dominic Perrottet's cabinet blocked Mark Latham's bill, which would have banned teachers from discussing gender fluidity with children in schools without parental consent. Uh, what are your thoughts on what's happened and what's developed? Yeah, this is something of a shame, Neil, although it might not be the end of the road for this bill. Uh, for listeners that don't know, Mark Latham really had a nation-leading piece of legislation which he introduced into the New South Wales Parliament. And the whole idea was to protect parents' rights in relation to what is taught to their children at school, because there has been a huge increase in programs in schools and just one-off instances from teachers that might be politically motivated or ideologically motivated, uh, where kids are exposed to all sorts of crazy content, you know, LGBT content, uh, really explicit sex education, um, things like, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're not a boy or a girl, you could be something else. That's just your gender assigned at birth, you know, and, and discussion of transgender concepts and all these things sort of come under an umbrella that's known as queer theory. Um, and uh, it's a really strong theme. I mean, there's a, there's a federal government funded program called the Good Society, which teaches this very heavily. Uh, there's also a number of state government funded programs in Victoria. You might find it from groups like Minus 18, uh, things like this. And, and also teachers are increasingly political. There were examples uh, in New South Wales a while ago where a number of elite private schools were teaching kids all about Black Lives Matter uh, and they made uh, posters which uh, were insulting uh, of the police forces uh, and things like this. And in a Victorian school, they got all the boys to stand up and apologise on behalf of... These were 12-year-old boys to apologise on behalf of the male sex for violence perpetuated against women uh, and for the, uh, the the sexual violence against women. I mean, these are 12-year-old boys. So, you know, there's examples and examples of children being exposed to ideological, political concepts which go against um, the values of their parents. And so Mark was doing a great thing. He was introducing a piece of legislation that said, look, schools need to consult with parents about these matters. Schools need to work with parents and parents need to have the right, which they do not currently have, they need to have the right to remove their children from classrooms and classes and activities and excursions that don't align with their values. Now, that's an awesome piece of legislation, given that parents are the primary educators of children, not the state, and that's what the bill also declares. Uh, you know, the bill is um, a good piece of legislation. Sadly, Neil, as you say, 
the uh, New South Wales cabinet, Dominic Perrottet's cabinet, that is all of his senior ministers, the Minister for Finance and Health and Education and all this kind of stuff, have killed the bill and said that they're not going there and that they have no interest in it and it won't see the light of day. Um, now, it's possible that it's not the end of the road. Uh, Mark Latham says, well, the reason they were so uh, animated against the bill was because of a provision in the bill that said that the teaching of gender fluidity and transgenderism and uh, that sort of stuff uh, was to be banned completely in New South Wales schools. And, of course, that's a great idea because the confusing of children about whether they're a boy or a girl is one of the worst things going on in schools at the moment. But there was a total ban on that in the bill. And Mark Latham thinks that if they remove that section of the bill, but they retain all the rest about parents having the right to remove kids from classes and having to consult with schools and all the rest of it, then there may be some more, uh, there may be another opportunity for this to get up. So um, we will run campaigns around that. We have been running campaigns around that. In fact, the reason it got this far was because of an ACL campaign that, that, that got it through the committee stage. Uh, so we're very, very much behind it. Uh, New South Wales government, I think, has done the wrong thing. Um, however, Watch this space. Mark Latham isn't done with it yet. Just on Mark Latham for a moment, Martin, how significant is it that you've got a Mark Latham in the New South Wales Upper House and taking a very, very close interest in these sorts of issues, which are very much aligned with uh, the sorts of things that are on, a, say, an ACL agenda and, uh, and really battling for the parents and for the children in New South Wales. It's a significant thing that he's there. Yeah, look, Neil, it's a bit like finding a unicorn uh, coming across a politician who is prepared to really stand up uh, on these issues, to introduce legislation on these issues, to talk to the media in defence of their legislation on these issues and to, you know, take up the fight for parents. Um, what's going on in schools around the country is, is, is really quite poor uh, and it's getting worse. The politicisation of the classroom and the introduction of ideological concepts that most parents are horrified by, especially the transgender stuff. Uh, it's just not good enough. Uh, to find Mark Latham in the New South Wales Upper House prepared to do these things, uh, is it, it's a rare thing. There's very, very, very few politicians who will put their head above the parapet, especially on the transgender juggernaut. Uh, Mark Latham's done that. He's going to continue to do that. Uh, more power to him. And look, uh, it may well be that the bill's ignored this time, but his advocacy around this hasn't ended. As I said, another bill might come along, but also I suspect uh, he will continue to push on these things. We need more politicians like this. I would say every election, uh, look at your ballot. If you've got politicians like Mark on it, uh, and he's not the only one, um, you know, just, just work hard at keeping the right people in the parliament, regardless of their party. Martin, let's turn our sights to Queensland and emergency powers. Uh, we'll all remember just the significance of the controversy that was created when Victoria uh, wanted to extend emergency powers uh, for a long time. Uh, but now this has happened in Queensland too, and in some sense a little bit under the radar. What do you think about uh, these things, these developments in Queensland? Well, Neil, uh, people will remember when the Victorian government introduced their pandemic powers bill to permanently entrench um, the powers uh, that they would like to exercise uh, in the case of pandemics. And, 
you know, I don't think anybody looked at Victoria during the last couple of years and thought to themselves, you know what, I think the Victorian government needs more power. Uh, I think the Victorian government had plenty of power to do exactly what they wanted to do. Um, But these permanent powers that were entrenched down there, very alarming. They allowed the Victorian government to make a pandemic declaration, which could be in response to the fact that there's a COVID case in Nepal, uh, and then they could make an emergency declaration in relation to the state of Victoria. It was that um, sort of, they, they only needed that tenuous of a link to a pandemic or a disease. Uh, and having made that declaration in the state of Victoria, it enabled them to do all sorts of things, including quarantining classes of people chosen out of the Anti-Discrimination Act. So they could say, oh, religious people could be quarantined or, you know, crazy stuff. It it specifically overrode the Anti-Discrimination Act. It specifically allowed the government to target classes of people. And it gave the government nearly unlimited power in respect of those pandemic declarations. So crazy, crazy piece of legislation, utterly uh, authoritarian piece of legislation that doesn't even belong in a democracy. Terrible stuff. And it's put nearly absolute power in the hands of the Premier uh, and one other person, the Health Minister, So, uh, and with no parliamentary accountability whatsoever. So when I saw Queensland going for a pandemic powers bill, I thought, oh, no, uh, we're going to have exactly the same thing. I'm pleased to report it's not that bad. Uh, what it effectively amounts to is an extension of the existing pandemic state of emergency declaration uh, it just it extends that through until October of this year. That's the main effect of the bill. So it's not as big a problem as Victoria. It's not as permanent a problem as Victoria. And it doesn't go nearly as far as Victoria. And it doesn't give the Premier and the Health Minister nearly as much power as the situation in Victoria. However, I am a little concerned about the extension of these powers because we really are looking now at the end of the pandemic uh, and in a number of countries around the world, the pandemic is effectively over. You look at the UK, they've got no restrictions at all, not even a requirement for vaccination for international travellers. That's the same right across Europe in many, many countries. Even New Zealand has dropped vaccine passports and they've dropped vaccine mandates in effectively every circumstance with just a couple of exceptions, uh, including on international travel. So I think Australia needs to get with the program. That would be my take. We don't need to be introducing more pandemic powers. We don't need to be extending pandemic powers. We need to get with the program, hurry along, solve this thing. We've got world-leading vaccination rates and uh, Australia's doing very well. So we're really behind the program. Something we'll continue to monitor as there are any new developments. Hey, Martin, let's turn our sight back to New South Wales. The New South Wales Equality Bill, where the independent member for Sydney, Alex Greenwich, is preparing an equality bill to protect the rights of LGBTIQ plus people and the draft expected by the end of the year. What's the ACL take on this? Yeah, this is a really concerning development, Neil. Um, This is like a super bill with all of the ideological mumbo-jumbo that we've been concerned about in other states sort of wrapped up into one giant package. Uh, It's called the Equality Bill, which is very hard to uh, argue against. I mean, who's against equality? However, you look into the detail of it and it's got a few things. Uh, People may be aware, as you and I have discussed a few times before, of this notion of conversion therapy Uh, and there's a Victorian Act which uh, apparently bans conversion therapy, although it actually bans what it calls suppression practices, 
uh, and that is so far reaching that um, it, it uh, makes uh, praying for somebody in relation to their sexual orientation or gender identity, even if they request it, uh, it makes that into a potential criminal offence. Uh, it really does put great burdens on what pastors and Christians say in the pulpit when they preach, what they can run Bible studies about. Um, it puts uh, huge risks on parents who may have a child who has gender dysphoria. Encouraging that child to embrace their biological sex is hugely legally risky under that legislation. It really is one of the most awful pieces of legislation I've ever seen. In fact, it is the most awful piece of legislation I've seen in this country. Um, and uh, New South Wales, this equality bill, it contains this conversion therapy legislation. So it's going to tick that box for New South Wales uh, and make you know parenting and pastoring and various other things pretty challenging in New South Wales in relation to LGBT things. Um, also, um, it's, uh, it's got a section in there, again, this is from Victoria, where people can change their sex on their birth certificates without undergoing any kind of transgender surgery. So they can decide that they're a woman and they can change their birth certificate to reflect that and therefore their respective identity documents and really record a lie in, um, in the official records. I mean, your birth certificate's a record of your birth. Uh, it's a historical record. Uh, and so there'll be changes to that uh, as well. Uh, also, a minister for equality for New South Wales would be introduced under the Act. So you would actually have a member of the cabinet in the New South Wales government who it is, who's a full-time policeman on this ideological stuff. Um, and also various other amendments. You know, there's even uh, amendments to the rights of Christian schools uh, in relation to whether they can employ staff that share their values, a whole bunch of stuff. This is a real concern. This is Alex Greenwich's um, idea. We're expecting that to hit the parliament this year sometime. Uh, and it's going to be a big campaign to try and oppose that because it, it's going to take New South Wales backwards. Uh, and uh, the implications for Christians, for Christian schools, for churches, um, pretty far-reaching and pretty incredible. I think the whole nature of uh, the New South Wales law on those matters will be changed overnight. So something to watch out for. We'll be running a big campaign when it hits. Uh, and people need to be alert to that sort of thing. Sounds like a catch-all bill uh, so that New South Wales can catch up with uh, what's going on in Victoria because in Victoria already the conversion legislation is in force in Victoria. You've been monitoring that along. Uh, anything to report on that? Well, yeah, the conversion legislation has come into force. People may have heard me talk about this about a year ago, but it, it, whilst the bill passed the parliament, it, it didn't come into until February of this year. It's very interesting. The Human Rights Commission in Victoria have really been working overtime to, um, to uh, promote that bill and, and, and to build extra resources into the Human Rights Commission to enforce that bill. Uh, and they've done a bunch of things. They've set up a, a website where they are actively encouraging people to submit complaints uh, about so-called suppression practices uh, and they're also encouraging them to submit historical complaints. So they're saying, you know, if something happened to you 10 years ago, uh, tell us about it so that we can investigate. Uh, they're also putting out information packages and resources uh, which they are sending uh, to some churches. Uh, and they are basically saying to churches, well, this is what you can and can't say. 
this is how you can and can't conduct yourself or this is what you should be careful about. Um, and the sorts of things they're getting reports for uh, or, or soliciting reports for are very, very, very ordinary low-level sorts of conduct that you would expect to encounter uh, in Christian circles. You know, it's not really the sort of so-called conversion therapy that people imagine when they hear that phrase. Uh, it really is words, prayers, speech, uh, shocking stuff. And the Equality Commissioner, uh, who's now become the Human Rights Commissioner, Roe Allen, uh, is... Uh, is it's very much on the record saying that it is there. Uh, they're a person with uh, they them pronouns. Um, I actually don't know their biological sex, uh, and they're saying that uh, the enforcement of this bill is one of their top priorities. So these are really challenging times for churches in Victoria, in particular, who I think are starting to be targeted. Uh, and also, uh, there's a real concern around parents and what are they going to do if their children have gender dysphoria. Uh, there's enforcement actions that the Victorian Human Rights Commission can take around that as well. Um, and they can launch their own investigations without any complaints uh, under certain parts of the legislation. So concerning times in Victoria, and I would say to people down there who need advice or who are um, in a situation where they may be concerned uh, that there's some legal action against them or that there's some kind of investigation uh, that's taking place that could affect them on these issues, get good legal advice early. Uh, don't try and engage with it yourself. Get the right legal advice. We've got uh, lawyers at the Human Rights Law Alliance that can provide that support. Uh, but this is the new normal for Victoria. Uh, pastors and so forth are really going to have to be taking lots of legal advice. And it's my suspicion that at some point in the next couple of years, we're going to see some of these guys hauled up to tribunals or possibly criminally charged. That's just where this is going. Um, welcome to Victoria. And so I'd say to people, be wise, get the advice. The advice is available. We're here to help. And the encouragement for listeners. So we'll have a podcast of this conversation up on the 2020 page a little later this afternoon. Uh, but to monitor along those developments, uh, visit the Australian Christian Lobby website, acl.org.au. And there may be some campaigns that you can participate in. You might even want to put your hand up and be part of the Standing Army, uh, the wonderful list of volunteers that continues to grow around Australia. Uh, Martin Isles, uh, run out of time today, but thanks so much for the update. Uh, acl.org.au for listeners uh, to visit the Australian Christian Lobby website. Martin, thanks for the update on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.